Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Many consumers order packages from out-of-state companies. These packages frequently arrive on their doorsteps while no one is at home. However, anecdotally, we know that consumers have been victimized by so-called porch pirates who take advantage of the residents' absence by stealing those packages. A quartet of MTSU-associated individuals has conducted what is believed to be the first academic study of porch piracy. One of the researchers, graduate teaching assistant Melody Hicks, is with us to discuss the piracy and possible solutions to the increasing crime of porch piracy after this. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. An MTSU alum is the recipient of a statewide award for the best graduate thesis in the state of Tennessee. Sociology major Nayla Herbert, who graduated in December, captured the best thesis award at the Tennessee Conference for Graduate Schools 2020 Spring Meeting, held February 21st at Meharry Medical College in Nashville. Herbert's thesis is titled, I Do Not Weep at the World, Examining Black Women's Expressions of Selfhood and the Revolutionary Act of Claiming Experiences and Identity. Herbert, a master's degree candidate from Antioch, conducted interviews with 15 people who self-identified as black women and a small focus group that included three of the original interviewees. She explored black women's perceptions of media portrayals of black womanhood. And while most recent Tennessee Consumer Outlook survey showed a dip in current consumer confidence mixed with a rosier outlook for the future, the recent economic impacts of the rapidly evolving coronavirus outbreak make survey results subject to more volatility. The latest Tennessee Consumer Outlook Index dropped to 212 this month from 254 in December. The current online survey of 630 Tennessee consumers was conducted between March 2nd and 5th as the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak garnered more attention and as Middle Tennessee was devastated by a cluster of deadly tornadoes that caused millions in damages. Dr. Tim Graff, director of the Office of Consumer Research, noted that any positives found in the latest survey have to be kept in context since concerns surrounding coronavirus have exploded the past week as the outbreak was deemed a pandemic and as the stock market continues to plummet since the survey was conducted. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. 
Melody, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. First, let's acknowledge Dr. Ben Stickle, Amy Stickle, and Zachary Hutchinson as Melody's co-authors on the paper, which was published in Criminal Justice Studies. And you studied videos of porch piracies that had been posted online. What were your criteria in selecting those videos? So in selecting the videos, we wanted to make sure that the thefts were uh, in a residential area, that we can clearly see uh, certain aspects of the theft. So we wanted to see the perpetrator of the crime approach the property. We wanted to see them, to some extent, execute the theft, and we wanted to be able to see them leave the theft. And we had, we really didn't have a time constraint on how long the video could be, but the shortest video was about 30 seconds. Were uh, most of the surveillance cameras on the property or were they from a neighbor's property across the the street? What was the vantage point? So the vantage point was typically the the victims, the victim's vantage point somewhere on the, on the resident, on the residential uh, property that was uh, the victim of the theft. Mm -hmm. So, And how did you analyze the videos? We analyzed the videos through a, what we call video data analysis in, in combination with a crime script analysis. So the video data analysis helped us determine what sort of variables we were looking for. There was a large variation in how people executed these thefts. So we just wanted to include a few variables that we wanted to examine, such as the, the characteristics of the perpetrator, the characteristics of the package, how close was the residence to the road, how big was the package that was being stolen, things like that. And so that's sort of what we looked for in the video data analysis. And with the, with the crime script analysis, we wanted to see procedurally what did they do? How did they approach the property? Did they do it quickly? Did they uh, move slowly? Did they wear a disguise? Uh, did they carry anything with them? Uh, and we actually found that they did sometimes carry items on the property with them, such as we, we termed them uh, the items dummy packages or dummy items. They would carry papers or boxes with them to make it look like they had business, uh, business being there, I guess, in case they were confronted. And we also wanted to uh, procedurally lay out the theft and the exit of the property. How did they take the item? Did they knock on the door? Did they look around? Things like that. And how did they leave? Uh, whether they left, whether they came and left uh, via on foot, bicycle, vehicle, so you sort of gathered from the videos that you studied that these porch pirates had had thought out their approach, that they didn't approach it pell-mell. They didn't just run up and run out. They had uh, engaged in some kind of methodology in their own minds as to how they'd go about doing this before they went to the residence. Some did. Some did. Some videos appeared... Uh, the videos that depicted juveniles, those were more of spontaneous thefts. But we did see a little bit of methodology, a little bit of forethought going into the thefts. Uh, and we even saw evidence that this crime is organized. Uh, we noticed that in a few of the segments we watched that there were people following FedEx trucks or delivery trucks. So that that is an indication that it's becoming more organized, but we need we need more evidence before we can conclusively state that. What the, what uh, other conclusions did you reach about uh, the thieves' methodologies? 
So the individuals who uh, stole packages, uh, typically there was only one perpetrator, but we did notice that there were accomplices involved. And typically the accomplices functioned as a getaway driver, if you will. A lot of times a, a vehicle was involved and the getaway driver would leave a door open or they would back a car up to the house, uh, something like that, uh, to, to, f- to facilitate the main perpetrators, you know, exit from the property. We had a pretty even gender distribution regarding who we identified as stealing packages. There were a few instances where we saw blatant attempts at disguises. Um, they weren't very common, uh, but we did notice some individuals had hoodies over their face. But um, most of the time, it was just plain clothes. As far as locations that are most likely to be victimized or most likely to be hit, they were closer to the road. I would say within 25 feet of a roadway. All of the videos we examined depicted uh, thefts that occurred in the daylight. Now, this could have been the result of the fact that our, our data sample was a purposive sample. They're not meant to be representative of all thefts, merely the thefts in our sample. Uh, so that was interesting. One thing I do want to mention is typical situational crime prevention methods didn't seem to have any effect whatsoever on deterring porch pirates. Gates were not effective if they were there. Um, porch pirates simply reached around and unlocked the gate or jumped over them. Or um, in one case, I think they used a tree branch to scoot a package closer so that they could take it and leave. Oh, cute. Yeah, and the uh, another interesting thing was they porch pirates didn't seem to be deterred by the property owner's vehicle uh, being present. It's just very brazen behavior. So the uh, having an ADT sign in your front yard doesn't necessarily deter them. I w- I would say no. I would say no. Or a barking dog or anything of that nature. I, I really couldn't say. Mm-hmm. I so couldn't say. You didn't have any barking dogs in the audio on the videos that you looked at. No, ma'am. We'll take a break here. We'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Middle Tennessee State University Women's Studies Research Series features compelling monthly talks on gender-related topics by faculty and graduate students. The series offers a chance to learn about research in progress and to chat with faculty in an informal setting. All lectures are free and open to the public and are held on the MTSU campus. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Civil War National Heritage Area is managed by MTSU Center for Historic Preservation. A partnership unit of the National Park Service, the Heritage Area tells the whole story of America's greatest challenge, offering assistance with Civil War and Reconstruction Era programs. Our projects include historic driving tours, museum exhibits, and nominations to the National Register of Historic Places. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference at MTSU for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun, hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For more information, visit mtsunews.com. Our guest is Melody Hicks, who is a graduate teaching assistant who participated in a research study along with three other researchers, uh, believed to be the first academic study of porch piracy. 
Does the size of the package prove as any deterrent? Uh, if it's a big package, uh, you could pretty much tell if it's, say, a flat screen TV by the shape of the package, and that would be a very desirable thing to steal. But if it's it's a really huge package, does that serve as any kind of a deterrent to them at all? We noticed that the packages that were stolen most often were medium size. They they weren't very large. Although I have seen videos of people trying to fit a, a flat screen TV in their trunk and get away. So it is something that happens. Uh, and obviously, you know, they're going to know by the, sa- the shape of the box what's in it. So I would say that that would be an exception that makes it an attractive option. But again, the the most commonly sold uh, package size was was a medium box. Could you see the getaway vehicles at all? Were they in the videos? It was you could tell whether it was a car as opposed to a pickup truck or a van or something like that? Yeah, so we could clearly distinguish what type of vehicle it was. The problem we noticed and that we want to explore further is the placement of security cameras and the quality of security footage, because cameras are useful because they can help you identify perpetrators. And if they could capture license plate information, well, that would lead you right to them. Very, It would be very useful in prosecutorial proceedings. However, the most of the footage we looked at, we couldn't, the cameras were not placed in a way that was optimal to get that information. Kind of hard for the homeowner to know what position would be the best position because you would have no idea where, where the perpetrator is going to park, how he's going to park. Or, it is. What yeah. we notice is most of the most of the cameras had sort of a, a downward view, mm-hmm. whereas we think uh, it's it's very vital to if, if we want to capture identifying characteristics, then it needs to be sort of at eye level. It's kind of hard, I would imagine, to get any good footage at night unless you leave the porch light on because the camera's going to need a certain amount of light in order to capture images. Uh, did most of them do their business in the daytime as opposed to nighttime? So the, uh, all, of the, all of the 67 videos we looked at, uh, the thefts occurred in the daytime, so we didn't get to analyze nighttime footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what characteristics of the residents seem to be most appealing to the thieves, or, or, or does it matter? Do they think in terms of a middle-class house, uh, a house where well-to-do people live, uh, a low-income house, does it matter? Do they, does the video indicate that that's even a consideration? Because the footage we were looking at looked out, it was very difficult to, to distinguish the sort of overall neighborhood characteristics. We were just shown a short snapshot uh, that didn't really give that give that much information. So it sounds like there are a lot of issues related to porch piracy that other researchers could use your study as a jumping off point uh, by which they could uh, explore related issues to porch piracy that have yet to be explored. Uh, what sorts of questions do you think future studies could answer about this subject? Uh, future studies uh, could be oriented at determining the efficacy of package theft laws. There are several t- states in Tennessee, I've just heard is thinking about Tennessee and Texas, I think are thinking about uh, implementing laws that would make porch piracy a felony. And if they do, I would like to I would like to see if the those laws have a, any deterrent effect. Uh, but first of all, we we need more data on the frequency of this offense in general because our criminal justice entities uh, don't gather data on this offense in a way that's meaningful. The Uniform Crime 
the Uniform Crime Report and the National Crime Victimization Survey gather police data on theft in general, but we don't know what uh, what percentage of that is actually due to package theft. Um, so that's one, those are two directions I'd like to see the research go into. I would like to see further research directed at determining what people are willing to do uh, to prevent porch piracy. And that's sort of where I'm going next. Dr. Stickle and myself, he's one, he's my faculty advisor. That's sort of where we're going next. What are people willing to do to prevent porch piracy? Um, can everybody afford surveillance cameras, for one thing? Uh, can everybody afford to have their retired neighbor who stays at home uh, pick up the package and keep it there until you uh, get back home from work. And I would imagine that uh, not only the the people who lack surveillance cameras, but there uh, are other residents who are victims of porch piracy who just don't report it and they figure, oh, well, I just got screwed. And that's that. And how do you uh, compile statistics on, on those folks? It is. It is very difficult difficult. Uh, you brought up you brought up two issues. Number one is affordability, uh, because some of the services that are currently being offered, such as Amazon Key, where you can uh, have a service that Amazon provides where you would let a delivery employee have one-time access into your home where you could deliver a package. Yes, that's very secure, but financially it's prohibitive. It's costing about $200 to install, to, to receive that service. Um, so, the, the finances are one concern, and another concern is reporting. We've actually looked at some data that suggests uh, victims of package theft are more likely to report it to the retailer rather than police. And our working hypothesis behind that is because retailers are offering uh, sort of hassle-free returned and refund policies. So consumers may not see the benefit in reporting porch piracy to the police. The uh, companies have a vested interest in trying to get a handle on this particular crime because they don't want dissatisfied customers. So it uh, it it would make sense. It would be logical to assume that they would want to get behind some sort of prevention policy or a rebate policy in the event of theft, or even offer uh, insurance in the event that it's stolen, that the consumer wouldn't be out any money. Uh, are those feasible? I think they are. We'll take a break right here. This is MTSU on the record. MTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Early Childhood Training Alliance, or TECTA, works to improve the quality of child care in Tennessee by establishing a statewide training and professional recognition system. Through TECTA, child care providers may be eligible for free orientation training, tuition support for early childhood academic courses, and networking opportunities, as well as other services. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. 
Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. This is Dr. Heather Brown, director of the program. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. We're talking about porch piracy. Melody Hicks is one of four MTSU researchers who investigated uh, methods of porch piracy by studying videos of surveillance cameras that uh, caught the thieves in the act, and it's believed to be the first academic study of porch piracy. It's a relatively new crime, I know, because uh, it's relatively new for people to order things online from Amazon and other places, but how did the thieves get out in front of the law? in a situation like this. It sort of seems that it could have been anticipated by the companies or by uh, the legislators or somebody that if you leave a package on somebody's doorstep and they're not home, some enterprising schmuck is going to try to take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not common sense? Well, I don't think that was the – I don't think that was – in the scope of their purview when they decided to do unattended deliveries of packages. The reason why unattended deliveries are a thing, I think, primarily has to do with the cost that it uh, that is uh, that the retailer takes on if the consumer's not home when they deliver the package. They have to reroute trucks. There's gas mileage involved, uh, manpower. So unattended deliveries are a thing because they benefit they benefit uh retailers from a cost perspective and also they're convenient for the consumer consumers are busy during the day they work they have leisure activities so if you can say oh my package will be waiting for me when i get at home it seemed as though it was the best of both worlds but as we're learning from a criminological perspective you know it's just a it's a waiting target so another thing that could be studied is uh, the people who do report porch piracy to the company from which they ordered the product if the company would keep stats on the amount of time uh, labor cost gasoline cost another cost that uh, they lose when a customer's package is taken off their porch, that might be an additional area of investigation. I think so. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, the end of the paper says that your research interests include crime analysis, situational crime prevention, corrections, and substantive criminal law. All that being said, what would you like to do when you graduate? <laughs> I would eventually like to teach. I think I see I see myself um, perhaps going for a Ph.D. at a later point. Right now, I'm looking for um, I see myself uh, continuing to work in the criminal justice field in some capacity. Uh, I'm not I haven't quite figured out what my next step is, but I would eventually like to go get a Ph.D. and uh, eventually teach at the college level. Any particular area of criminal justice administration you'd like to focus your academic research on? Um, I'm very interested in corrections. I'm also in, in, I'm also interested in constitutional uh, issues, particularly Fourth Amendment issues. Uh, I'd be interested to know, getting back to the study, how 
you and your fellow researchers landed on the topic of porch piracy as a subject in the first place? Well, it's we actually came across the topic my first semester in graduate school, which was back in January of 2017. I was in a crime in America uh, class, and we had to do a paper on any any topic that uh, we so choose. And I did it on uh, retail theft. And I just happened to be meeting with uh, Dr. Ben Stickle, who's my uh, thesis advisor. And I said, uh, you know, I, talk, I, I talked to him about, I was talking to him about the paper, and he mentioned porch piracy just as sort of a segue between the two concepts. And we came to the conclusion that we didn't really know if porch piracy was retail theft. And that sort of launched launched our investigation into the topic. And we found that other researchers really didn't know anything about it as well. They were just treating it as theft. And in all the academic journals pertinent to your discipline, you didn't find any prior studies on porch piracy? There was one that was conducted in 2003 by McKinnon and Tallum, and it basically covered uh, last-mile delivery problems. So um, I would say in the last 20 years, there has we've not come across any, any empirical studies. The study was published in Criminal Justice Studies. It's titled Porch Pirates Examining Unattended Package Theft Through Crime Script Analysis. And the researchers are Dr. Ben Stickle, a previous guest on this program, Amy Stickle, Zachary Hutchinson, and our guest today, Melody Hicks. And we will make sure that a link to the study is available on the uh, mtsunews.com website in the article that promotes this program. Thank you, Melody. Thank you. We'll be right back. Specialized training in forensic science prepares tomorrow's professionals through the Forensic Institute for Research and Education, or FIRE. The Forensic Anthropology Search and Recovery Team assists law enforcement with skeletal remains at crime scenes. Legendary forensic scientists provide lectures free to the public and high school students work realistic crime scenes each summer at our CSI MTSU camp. I'm Dr. Hugh Berryman, Director of FIRE. For more details, visit mtsunews.com. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERRA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. Terra wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to Terra, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
Randy Weiler has the middle moment. Future MTSU geosciences students will become more proficient with geomapping and enhance their job prospects after a second in-kind donation to the department by Petroleum Experts Limited. PEDEX's newest gift, this one valued at more than $2.5 million, is for the industry-leading MoveSuite software. Professor Mark Ablins shares how the software donation will benefit students. The uh, newest donation by Petroleum Experts Limited, PEDEX, uh, it's just incredibly exciting. Uh, future MTSU Geosciences undergraduates uh, will have the opportunity to use something uh, that will allow them to understand the earth just beneath our feet, uh, tackle a whole variety of uh, applied problems, uh, water, earthquake hazard, energy, uh, the environment. Uh, it, it's just a, a fantastic software tool. Uh, very exciting to have. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.